Okay, before we begin, today's Mesila Isharim is in the Zechut of the Revua Shalema of Levana Bat Vivian Chaya. A family, a woman who I know her children and very well, and her husband, and she needs Rachma Shemayim. And Bezat Hashem, the words of Divre Torah will be a Zechus for Revua Shalema. Okay, let's get started here with the big Yisaitis. I really began it yesterday, but I want to take it to a whole other level today. So let's get clarity, okay? So for you, Rabbi Nalo, we're going to review a little bit because you weren't here yesterday. So let's get this clear. We've been saying a Yisait in the Mesil Sisharim, which we've been pulling out from the Mesil Sisharim, that... The Mesilas Hashem taught us something very deep and fundamental about ourselves. That we always think that we are attracted to materialism and food and excitement and all these different things that this world has to offer is because we have a natural attraction to the to the pleasures. Of this world. It's the pleasure of the world that pulls us towards it, right? But the Mesil Zisharim taught us that there is a two-step process. Although it is true that all these things feel good. And all these things are pleasurable. And it is true that the body of a human being does like pleasure. But there has to be a pre-step in order to pull you to these things, and that's called what we call dimyon, fantasy. And the Yetzirah uses, employs a method called pitu halev, where he tries to seduce you into it. That means that the natural kohot nefesh that we have, the desires and pleasure for pleasure, can be used in a very productive way. No problem. And it's meant to be used in a productive way. A person has to eat and he has to be healthy. He has to get married and he has to have a wife. And he has to enjoy his learning and his avodah Hashem has to be very emotional too. It has to include a lot of the emotions of the person. Avas Hashem, attachment to Hashem, yiras Hashem, simcha, belimud, these are all emotions. That means you serve Hashem with your body. You don't just serve Hashem with your mind. You have to serve Hashem with your body. And you are Kaychas HaNefesh. So having the, these Kochot HaNefesh built within you, to want Tainug, and to want Simcha, and to want excitement, and to want attachment, and all these things is all part of your personality, is very important pieces of yourself which you need for Avedis Hashem. So it's not like religion denies all these things. And the struggle of life is, should we deny the pleasures of the body in order to serve Hashem? No, that's not the way it works in Judaism. Judaism is very different. There may, there may be religions like that in the world, but that's not Judaism. Judaism has eating and it has drinking and it has marriage and it has excitement and it has simcha and it has tainug and it has... Klal Yisrael is referred to as amidushne'onek. A nation that is saturated with pleasure. So that's our religion. 
our religion has a lot of flavor and a lot of excitement and a lot of fun. And it's amazing, you see some great tzaddikim when they learn they're having so much excitement and gishmak. Should be sweet. The Orachayim HaKadosh says that if we could access the sweetness of Torah, we would run after it like Meshugayim, you know? Almost addicted to it. Dovid says, nafshi He activated his taiva in Torah. So, you know how people run after their taiva? Wow. They don't even stop. Correct? They say that Ramosha Feinstein's Swiss sacker when you need him for stories. Right? They say Ramosha Feinstein, oh, he has a, he's out of town today. So he says, Ramosha Feinstein's wife said, you're like, uh, told her husband that you're like a shicker, like a drunken man who can never have enough whiskey. You know? You can never get enough learning. Wow, he was so excited from learning. Right? So the religion is very exciting. And it's supposed to be. And you have natural affinity can activate your body and your natural affinity towards Torah So therefore, it can't be that the struggle of life is boring, bland, empty, stoic life versus fun. And the Yetzirah is telling you fun, and, and Yetzirah Tov is telling you bland, and now you have the struggle. No. So the Mitzvah Hashem is teaching us that the question is, what's the real fun and what's the real tainug and what's, that's the struggle of life. What's called tainug amiti. What's real geshmak. That's the struggle of life. So therefore the, the, the Yetzirah, he plays on you what we call your dimyan, where he develops a fantasy in your life, in your mind, that you believe that true excitement and fun and pleasure and and, and, and fulfillment in life is something that's totally false, totally fake. He's selling you a fake version of the real thing. That's the chidush here. The fake version of the real thing. You know, in Svarim it always calls the uh, taivas dimyon, imagination, fantasy. And we never understand that. I took a piece of steak. It felt good. What do you mean it's an imagination? I'm not imagining anything. It's more geschmack. But the reason why it's called an imagination is because it's a very short-lived pleasure. The aftermath is a stomach ache. It's not real. In, in comparison to reality, it's called a dimmian. In comparison to reality. Not that it didn't feel good for the minute. Of course it felt good for the minute. But in the reality... It costs you more problems and other things, right? So it's that's in that respect it's called dimin. So therefore the Masil Zashon says the defense against indulgence and getting trapped in materialism and wasting your life is you have to strengthen your brain. Because you have to have clarity between true pleasure and fake pleasure. That's the Masil Zashon. The Chayvah Zalavavos that we saw yesterday takes the point of the Mesil Sesharim and brings it to a whole new level. So deep, it's not Shaykh and Metzies. Because the point that the Yetzirah of number one, point number one is, if we had to boil down the entire struggle of life into one little nutshell, okay, we would say that the, the, the whole job of the Yetzirah is what? To create a dimyan to bring you into the world of taiva. 
That's the whole Yetzar. Because the Mitzchayim says that Taiva is the root to all sins and bad midot. So I mean, sins and bad midot are only second step. So what's the main point of the Yetzar? Is to take you out of the world of reality and to put you into the world of fantasy. What's the world of reality? The world of reality is Torah, Avodat Hashem, Emuna, Bitochen. That's reality. And he has to bring you into the world of fantasy. What's the world of fantasy? Money, fame, pleasure, etc. That's the world of fantasy. Once he puts you out of the world of reality and he puts you into the world of fantasy, getting you to do Averis is no big deal. Getting you to have jealousy, hatred, uh, kinna, sinna, taiva, covet, all that, no big deal. You don't live in reality no more. You got it? That's the, that's the point. The point is what world do you live in? Do you live in the world of truth? Do you live in the world of seichel? Do you live in the world of reality? Or do you live in the world of fantasy? That's the bottom line. Everything else is commentary. But that's the point. You got it? Masil Sashar says the same thing in the first chapter. Black on white. He says the opposite of Torah and Mitzvot is what? Taivis hachomrius. You know what Taivis hachomrius means? Materialistic desires. He didn't say the word Avera. Not once did he say the opposite of Torah and Mitzvot is Averot. That's what I would have written if I was writing Masil Sashar, right? What's the opposite of Torah Mitzvot? Sins. Nope. The opposite of Torah Mitzvot is Taiva. Once you're in Taiva, then obviously the way of life is a way of life that brings to Averis. But this, the thing that's Machikim as the thing that removes a man from getting close to Hashem, is Taiva. This is before. This is prior to Averis. Got it? Clear? But then the Chavis Alvavis teaches us something so phenomenal. Since the whole point of materialism and the whole point of Gashmias and all that is working off Dimyan, so what the Yetzirah has to do, and this is a fascinating Yisait, what the Yetzirah has to do is he has to make it a culture. Because human beings go with society. He has to make it a culture. And not only does he make it a culture, if you look at the Lushainas of the Chavis Alvavis, he makes it a religion. To the point that in religions they have temples. You know what the temple is? The temple is the restaurant. That's a temple. Because when you go to the restaurant, you're doing service. Avoida. This is very deep words. Chavis Alvavis doesn't play with words. It's a Rishon. That means... You walk into that restaurant, that restaurant looks like who knows what. Nicer than the Bet Knesset that you go to. Because you're going to make Avoidah. What's this big Avoidah? He says, your stomach becomes your God. You're serving yourself. It's a very big mitzvah to serve yourself and to feed yourself properly. And it's a big Avoidah. And he says a deep, deep point. Again, you have to really look at the Chavis of Avis inside. It's like three paragraphs, three, so I don't want to read every word inside, but you have to look at it. He says that, what do we know about service? What do we know about service? Service of God, let's say. What's a very basic premise, service of God, is that there's a concept called misirut nefesh. You ever heard of misirut nefesh? You have to 
You have to be, invest, you know. You have to be moist nefesh to serve Hashem. In Taiva world, there's also mysterious nefesh. Why would a guy leave his wife and his kids for two weeks to fly to China and eat out of tuna fish cans and deal with Chinese for what? For money. So he's being moser nefesh. For money. Why would you be Moser Nefesh for money? Not because you think, <laughs> you think you're Moser Nefesh for money because you like money. No, 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 no. You're Moser Nefesh for your religion. Making money is a religion. Living the high life and building beautiful homes and driving these Lamborghinis and all these things is a religion. That's what the Chayvah Salvavah says. Look it up. I didn't make it up. I'm saying over his words verbatim. It's a dos. It's a religion. It's a service. So you have to be moist and effish for that religion. And the culture develops that. The culture develops that religion to the point that if you're not part of the religion, if you're not part of the culture, you are a strange human being. Something wrong with you. If you say to your parents, and you say, you know what? I'm very happy to drive a uh, 1998 uh, Camry, and I'm going to live in a basement in Lakewood, and we're going to use gemach clothing for the kids. Yeah, also, and, well, of course, that's the point. The point is there's only two religions, either God's religion or Taiva religion. That's exactly the point. That's Rabbi Ruchun. Everybody serves something. Well, I'll explain to you how you can serve. One second, slow. But first we have to get this Avkis in. If you would say that, I want to serve Hashem, and for me to serve Hashem, I will have to be very low-level, Gashmias level, then they may think that you're crazy. They may think you're not normal, because you're not in the society, right? Now, obviously, it doesn't mean that to serve Hashem, you have to be dafka, have second-hand clothes. But what it means is that since you're serving Hashem, you're willing to be moist and nefesh for that. Because it's a service. Anything that you're serving a higher purpose, you're going to be moist and nefesh for, right? But if the Yitzhahara can make a dimyan that the higher purpose in life is to drive certain cars and, and live a certain standard, if that's the higher purpose in life, then you're going to be moist and nefesh for that too. You understand? But that's the point. That's the that's the chavos It's deep. It's very deep. So what the, what the Yitzhar had to do was make a culture. So if, if somebody comes to you and he says he wants to make money, he wants to build a nice car, and he wants a nice house, and you know, you say, "Wow, the guy's a normal guy. There's nothing wrong with him. He's normal," because that's the culture. You understand what I'm saying? So well, it is a very deep thing. So the point is that we have to burst the bubble. The fake bubble that the Yetzirah creates. You understand? We have to, we have to burst that bubble. And that's not so easy. You know, I always love having fun when Avrechim come to ask me for Aitzis. It's, it's fun, but it's, it's an education I like to give them, right? They come to ask me Aitzis, uh, how to invest their chasana money. Aitzis, buying houses. What practical life Aitzis, you know, they come to talk to me. So I like to show them a perspective that is like, what? Are you normal, Rabbi Harari? Did you just fall off the moon or something like that? 
right? So the other day, Avrech came to me and he said to me, I have X amount of dollars, right? X amount of money, correct? For the wedding or whatever it may be, he has X amount of dollars and he's asking me, I eat so where you should invest it. In the stocks, long term, in the days, in the houses, real estate. He's giving me all his study. So I want to give him a different perspective, you know. It's a level that he's not on, but it's a perspective that we have to start to think about. So I said to him, you have to invest the money. Huh? Maybe you should put the money in the gemach. So the Chofetz Chaim says, if let's say it's a million dollar gemach, right? If you put your $20,000 into the million dollar gemach, since the gemach requires all these little donations to exist, so you now have the power of a million dollars. So every dollar of the million that's given out, you have a piece of it. So you could take your $20,000 from your wedding, and you put it in the million dollar gemach, and you're lending out millions of dollars over the years, right? You're worried about 20 years from now, when you want to marry off your daughter, right? So you say, let me put in S&P 500, yeah? So S&P 500, like this, I have Menuch Sanefesh, I don't have to look at it, you know? I put it in a safe fund. And then I don't see it for 20 years. Okay, so let's say on an average you'll make 8% on your money. Figure 3% inflation per year. 5% on your money. Go down the line 20, 000, 20 years. You take your money out. You can marry your daughter in the chasana. Very nice. Good. Say that. I have a much better idea for you. Because the money you're going to make, you're going to make memonif shach. Because Hashem will support you now, will support you now. You understand? Mm-hmm. Same, same thing. So why tie up your money to make money that you're going to make anyway? And you have the money for the chasana, you have the money for your daughter's chasana now. Very simple. Take the twenty, thirty thousand you have now, put it in a gemach, make millions of millions and millions of dollars of mitzvahs and maizim toivim, that it's for all eternity, you make so much on your money, the returns on your money is way bigger than 5%. And you'll have the money for the chasana at the end because you'll tell them six months in advance you'll pull out your money. And that's givaldic. Mechatez, you have to make money. Who said? Did you come to this world to make money? Or you came to this world to get as many mitzvahs as you can and to create shlemus? Who said you came here? You made a hanokha. You came here to make money. Who said you came here to make money? Where'd you get that from? What's the purpose of life? The purpose of life is to go and use everything Hashem gave you to make the most shlemus out of yourself. So He gave you a $30,000 gift that you could be a smart businessman and make millions of dollars worth of tzedakah, which you'll never have millions to give in tzedakah. I mean, it's, it's uh, very hard to say you'll have millions, but now you have millions. Yeah, millions, millions. Giving out millions over the years. Put in a massive gimach, you'll be giving out millions. You're making so much money on your money. The money for Parnosa Hashem will support you anyway, because the same same support He gives you now, He'll give you then, right? Money for your daughter's chasana you'll have. Well, the guy thinks, Harari, what happened? You fell off the moon. You used to be this down-to-earth rabbi, feet on the ground, that we could talk to you about simple things like investing money in an S&P 500, you know? So that is very important that you should have that perspective. Not necessarily that you're ready to live by that. 
But that you have to think the truth is important. Because the Yetzirah made like a, a given. You need to make as much money as you can from your money. You know, that's a given. You were taught that from day one in your life. Make as much money as you can. You understand? That's a very important thing. Build a business. Build a huge business, make a lot of money. Well, I don't know. Maybe build a huge self and become a great Tamil Huh? Maybe that's a different thing you're supposed to do. No, 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 no. Society says you make a big business and make a lot of money. And you make nice houses and nice cars. And you have houses here. And of course, you give stocker too, no, 100%. In our community, we give tzedakah 100%. We're a generous community. Don't get me wrong. Give tzedakah too. But maybe the perspective is wrong. Maybe only remember why you came to this world. You know the famous story with the Chafetz Chaim? And they say with the Chafetz Chaim, and they say with uh, every Hasid that says it from their Rebbe. So we don't know where it happened, but it for sure happened. And even if it didn't happen, the message is true. Right? So the very rich man who came to see the Chafetz Chaim, and again, story time for Saka. So now the rich man came to see the Chafetz Chaim, and he walked into the Chafetz Chaim's house, and what did he see over there? Gurnisht. Not one chair even matched the other one. You know? No dining room set. No uh, uh, china closet. Nothing. You understand? His house was empty. Push it, push it, push it. Right? So this guy was like, what? Are you normal? He was the Chayv Salvavah's guy. Rabbi, I know you're religious and stuff. I know you learn Torah and stuff. I know you're a rabbi. But you're not normal. There's not one chair in your house that looks the same as the other one. You understand? You picked up a crickety chair from here and a rickety chair from there. You know? So the Chavetz Chaim said to him, so you're staying in a hotel, yes? Did you bring your furniture? Did you bring your fancy stuff from your house? All the art that's in your in your dining room, yeah? Did you put that in your suite that you're here for a week? So he says, no, I'm just I'm just passing through. So the Chavetz Chaim says, I'm just like you. I'm also passing through. And this world is only a world to pass through. So I'm going to spend time on furniture. I'm going to spend time on uh, on interior decorating. I'm just passing through. It's my hotel room. Same hotel room. Like one of the great tzaddikim said, he walked into one of his students' house, a beautiful home, and he had an unbelievable wallpaper, you know. And he asked him, why did you plaster your wall? Why did you decorate your whole world, your wall with daf gemaras? You know, you know how many daf gemaras you had to give to give that wallpaper, right? So, but that's their perspective. You follow? That's a Torah perspective. But Yitzhakara takes you into a culture that that's weird, that's strange, that's like not normal. You know, that's the point that the Chavis Halvavis is saying. Not that we're on that level to live it, but we have to know. What's called normal and what's called not normal? You understand? There's a murdika piece. I don't have time now to take it. It's getting late. There's a piece I want to do with you from Rabbi Rucham in Das Torah, and he brings down a Rabbi Chaim Velozhner. And he says a beautiful marshal there with a 
a, a man from the city of Luz. You ever heard of the city of Luz? Luz, the people live forever, right? He don't know about dying, okay? So now he meets a guy from the regular place, and they're talking, and he tells him about dying. This chidush, that people only live on this planet for 70, 80, 100 years, whatever it may be, right? So he says, so probably your houses are so simple, and the clothing that you wear is so simple, and no one's working on on trying to store up a lot of money, because you, your life expires in a couple of minutes, you know? So what's the point? You're gone, and you're gone before you know it. You know, that, like, that was pushing to the guy. You know, Bishlam, if you live and lose, and you live forever, I hear. You gotta make a house that's gonna live forever. You gotta make money that you can last forever. But you live in a city, you die in 70, 80 years. Why you have to build a mansion that will outlive you by centuries? You know, it doesn't make sense, right? So, it's a very important piece of Rabbi Rucham, based on a Zoya, that the Zoya says a person walks around living in, den- in, in denial or in dimion that he will live forever and he's the master of his own world and he's the center of his own world. So all these taivas that we have, basically what's being taught to us is all the desires for money, for covet, for houses, for cars, for everything is based on a premise which is not true. It's based on a dimion, according to the Zoyar, it's based on a dimmion that you are going to live here forever and that you are the master of your fate. That means the more I hustle, the more I'm going to get for myself. And I am the purpose because since I'm going to live here forever, there's no Elam Haba. So therefore I have to make myself as feel as good in this long, long place I'm going to be. And that's the beginning of your Taiva career. But if you lived in reality, you wouldn't have a taiva. That's a chiddush. We think that if we lived in reality, we would have taivas anyway. No, you won't. That's the chiddush here. So it's always good to think like that once in a while and say, I'm totally off the mark in reality. I don't live in reality. Of course, to live on a high level like Chofetz Chaim, to live in reality like on a daily basis, you have to work 50 years to get to that. But it doesn't mean that in your current stage that you shouldn't remind yourself about reality and try to make the work even step one of the work. That's very important. We need to realize that we need to live in reality, not in dimion. And it's amazing how the Chavis al painted a world for us that the Yetzirah makes it so hard for us to live in reality because he could develop the culture he developed a religion. It's something that's accepted, that it's considered great. It's considered unbelievable. You get honor for it. It's important. Now, how you, this little guy, who's going to try to have his own hashkafas, and then also he's going to look at the world, and the world's going to look at him like he's a crackpot. How's he supposed to do anything in life? That's the deep, deep point. Okay, we have to stop there for a minute.